This Motley Fool podcast is brought to you by Thumbtack. Thumbtack.com provides a fast and easy way to find and hire skilled local professionals. Go to Thumbtack.com to find pros for everything from home improvement to event planning to personal wellness and more. That's Thumbtack.com. Welcome to Industry Focus, the podcast that dives into a different sector of the stock market every day. Today is Thursday, February 9th, 2017, so we're talking about energy, materials, and industrials. I'm your host, Sean O'Reilly, and joining me today in studio is my arch nemesis for the day, Mr. Taylor Markerman, and our special guest, Industry Focus Financials host, Miss Gabby LaPera. How's it going, guys? Arr. Hi. That's my pirate sound. <laughs> Pirate? Yeah, I'm your arch really? nemesis. Arch nemesis. Old school. Yeah, pirates. You you, you should be over there in like a a, a, a gray pantsuit with a white cat, nah. like a, a Blofeldy James Bond kind of a thing. We're talking about more than just one billion dollars <laughs> today. <laughs> oh God. Okay. I want to watch Austin Powers now. <laughs> um. So Gabby. This week, on each and every show, we are each going to be discussing stocks that may or may not be of interest to somebody that may or may not be starting up a stock portfolio. Did I frame that right? Yeah, so that actually that that's a good introduction to some of the legal disclosures that I need to give, which is that Taylor and Sean are not providing personal advice for me because if we do, the regulators will come after us slash the lawyers. Um, so, Today they're just going to be pitching stocks that they like, that they they think are interesting, they think are worth buying, and they're not they're not pitched directly to me, and they're definitely not pitched directly to you, mostly because they probably don't know you, but also like I said, because it would get into a lot of trouble. Um, some of the other disclosure stuff that I have to tell you is that we have trading restrictions at the Motley Fool. Um, we have a disclosure policy, and we have to publicly disclose if a contributor has an interest in any of the stocks mentioned. Um, if you want to know if Sean or Taylor has an interest in any of the stocks mentioned, you can just look at the article that we produce after or look at either of their TMF pages. Um, additionally, full employees work under trading restrictions, which say that we have to hold a stock for at least 10 days, which makes sense because day trading is pretty much the antithesis of what we do here at The Motley Fool. Um, it also says that we cannot write or talk about a stock on air um, for a period of two market days before to two market days after purchasing or selling a stock, which means that none of us have bought or sold any of these stocks in the last two days, and we won't for the next two days. Um, and that's just to make sure that we're not manipulating the market because we're so powerful at the Motley Fool that that's something that we can do. <laughs> which is why we wear the 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 evil Blofeld pantsuits and have cats and. That's why we try to take over the world. I'm really allergic to cats. You are, me too. Yeah, they yeah. make me sneeze. I like them, but yeah, sneezy. Um, so we are not giving you advice, but we do want to talk to you about a couple of stocks that we find interesting in the energies and industrials sector. Um, Taylor, should I go first? Do you want to flip a coin? What should we do? You go first. All right. Uh, for if it, and if you're curious, audience, he did just fake a flip, uh, fake a fake coin. There we go. Yeah. Did I get heads or tails? I don't remember. You just you got don't. the win. I got yeah. it. Okay, cool. George H.W. Bush channeling my <laughs> Super Bowl coin toss. Love it. Um, so, Gabby, I want to talk to you about my pick in the energy and uh, uh, energy and material space, which is 8.3 Energy Partners. What the heck is 8.3 Energy Partners? I'm interested, too. I've never heard of this company until you brought it up last week. Really? Yeah. 
You're serious? I'm dead serious. Oh, wow. All right, get, the, get out your pencils, kids. Yeah. Um, it is actually named after the time it takes for light from the sun to reach the Earth. It takes eight minutes and 20 seconds for uh, sunlight to reach the planet. And uh, 20 seconds is, of course, a third of a minute, so hence 8.3 energy partners. Um, it was formed as a joint venture between First Solar and Sun Power and is known what is called as a yield co. Um, and this actually is analogous to something that you know a lot about, Gabby, which is REITs, Real Estate Investment I Trust. I do know a lot about those. Um, so how does a REIT you know, kind of <clears throat> run their business? They own buildings. They charge rent to tenants. They try to expand their foothold by occasionally selling shares or debt, buying new buildings, building new buildings, etc. Um, it is not uncommon, correct me if I'm wrong, for a REIT over the years to have more and more shares outstanding. That's kind of what happens. Um, or they just stay stagnant and they just pay it, out the dividends. It depends on the REIT. I'll say that. It depends on the REIT. Good but stuff. This, is, this isn't a REIT show, so continue. Yeah. No, but bottom line, and the other thing REITs do is, of course, pay out dividends to investors. Right, 90% is, of their taxable yeah. income. Uh, and the uh, So same deal with these guys. It is more or less the same business model. So First Solar and SunPower, are, uh, they, they build and install solar panels and installations. They do it both for, uh, it's mostly uh, industrial and large corporate customers. Uh, this compares you know, with a, a Tesla Solar City that does like rooftops and stuff. They created 8.3 Energy Partners to buy these projects because, as you can imagine, it's not the easy thing to do to build a $400 million solar panel array in the middle of the desert and just keep that in your books forever. You, It is nice to be able to kind of spin that off, maybe keep some of the revenues just for you know servicing the project, but that that is, that is how they function. They created 8.3 Energy Partners together with its subsidiaries to acquire, own, and operate solar energy generation projects in the United States. As of right now, at the end of uh, number 30th, they have not reported earnings yet, they own nine utility-scale solar energy projects and have a total capacity of 642 megawatts of electricity. Um, it is a beautifully simple business model. It owns a bunch of solar panels. It contracts the energy generator for them out to utilities and pays out the cash to shareholders. Sean, what is this dividend deal that you keep talking about, you're wondering? Currently, as current quotation about thirteen and a half per share, it has a dividend yield of seven point four percent. That's pretty darn good in a world where T bills are yielding three percent, where we're at the very top of what has been an eight-year bull market. Um, it actually converts very nicely with the average long-term returns of the stock market, which over the last hundred years, as you know, is eight um, percent. And to boot, it is green. Um, they own solar panels. So I feel good. Free energy, you feel great. You're making 7% a year. I mean, investors in general feel good, not me in particular. Of course. You, you would never feel good. Yes. If you, you would never feel like anything planet, about... You might feel good about this stock. <sighs> Continue. The lawyer over in the corner is looking at us. Um, and uh, that's it. It's meat and potatoes. Um, the company is projected to uh, grow its uh, dividend by about 12% this year. They're projecting long-term to grow their dividend by 15%. That is subject to revision based upon the number of projects that they uh, are able to purchase from their sponsors. Um, the pipeline of First Solar and Sun Power does more or less appear to be rather lengthy. They do have a number of projects coming on board in the next couple of years they'll be buying. And uh, the last question I'm sure you're wondering is how long will this continue because utilities won't just buy power from these people indefinitely without talking about it again. The average light length of their current contracts for all their projects, so meaning they could actually stop right now buying projects from First Solar and Sun Power, 
not expand at all, just keep hanging out, literally doing nothing but collecting money from selling electricity to the solar uh, from the utilities, and the answer is 20 years. You could just sit there and do nothing for 20 years and get 7% a year off this thing. Wow. So, and uh, you're saving the planet. Yay. Yay. Um, okay, so, do we want to... Okay, I think I'm done for now. I'm sure there's questions from everybody. Um, so, before Taylor goes into his stock, I yeah. do, do want to give a shout-out to our friends at Thumbtack.com. I think Taylor's over there on their website right now. Are you going to get a personal trainer? I'm looking for somebody to come in here and talk about my stock for me. Oh, my gosh. Why don't you want to? Do you need <laughs> coffee? Just Are you okay? No, I'm fine. You all right? You sure? Maybe. Yeah, let's do this. All right. Did you lose money in the Super Bowl? Nope. Didn't okay. bet. Didn't care. Um... Anyway, Thumbtack makes it easy to find and hire skilled local professionals for any project on your to-do list, and there is no cost to search. Uh, there is a wide variety, variety of services. Thumbtack has pros offering more than 1,100 different services nationwide for your home, events, or anything in between. Uh, personally, I know that tax season is right around the corner, and I have every intention of making use of their services to see somebody can help me with my uh, wonderful tax return. It's my favorite thing to do each and every April. Uh, Thumbtack is easy and free to use. Submitting a request is quick, simple, and free. Just answer a few questions about what you're looking for. Local professionals then send you quotes. After you submit your request, local pros will send you custom quotes for your project. Each quote includes their price estimate, business profile, verified customer reviews, and a personalized message. It helps you decide which professional is right for you. Compare the quotes you receive to decide who is the best fit for your project. You can even ask to chat with pros directly if you need more information to make your decision. Thanks again to Thumbtack for supporting The Motley Fool. Just go to Thumbtack.com to find and hire a local skilled professional for just about anything you need. That is Thumbtack.com. So, Mr. Muckerman, uh, we, I, uh, I brought up the 8.3 Energy Partners as a stock that may or may not be of interest to people. Yeah. Uh, what, do you, what do you got for uh, people? Um, well, for <laughs> investors uh, looking to get into the energy space and industrials, I guess, um, GE. Might have heard of that one. Did Thomas Edison start that? Somewhat boring, maybe. It's not like a new company, like 8.3, but um, in 2015. it's making a lot of money, and it's diversified. And when I'm thinking about energy as we move forward in the world, we're not done with fossil fuels yet, but it's not far off. So I'm hedging my bets. I'm going to profit from fossil fuels now and renewables later, even a little bit now. So when you look at GE, um, I think the big story with them right now is the combination of GE oil and gas with Baker Hughes. Uh, probably going to you know, finalize itself here in 2017. You, what you're basically looking at is GE owning 62.5% uh, of the joint venture and Baker Hughes owning 37.5% of the joint venture. Um, GE already is making over $15 billion in the oil and gas space. That was um, in their 2015 revenues, up slightly uh, in 2016. Very well diversified across five different business units within oil and gas. Uh, carved out a niche in turbo machinery and the digital solution space that you're looking at with this company. Uh, Turbo Machinery, actually the biggest of its five oil and gas divisions, also lends itself nicely to um, wind power generation. And so look at this company, going to have some cost synergies, going to be the second largest equipment and services company in the world when it comes to oil and gas, right behind Schlumberger, ahead of Halliburton, um, a company that I have owned for several years, Halliburton being. Um, so that's what I'm looking at with, with 
GE in the moment, but we're long-term investors here at The Fool. So I'm looking at it kind of where Sean's investment thesis came from, from 8.3. We're talking about renewable energy, and GE offers you exposure to wind, hydro, and solar. Um, right now, you know, they had a record onshore wind year in 2016. Install or booked seven gigawatts globally, which was up almost 20% from 2015. And total uh, installed base globally now stands at 57 gigawatts. They're working with countries all around the world Japan, India, Germany, Greece, Saudi Arabia. And uh, basically, their stated mission is to make clear that renewable energy is an unstoppable force. So I agree. Uh, you look at solar in the United States creating more jobs last year than pretty much or in terms of percentage growth than any other industry in the United States. Um, that's basically my pitch. Is It's got great exposure to oil and gas now, and it's building a very impressive portfolio of renewable energy for the future. Okay, so I have questions for both of you. Yeah, yeah, what's up? Um, so, I'm going to start with you, because you just went. Okay. But you can pit, jump in on this question too because I, this is kind I of a general good. question, yeah. which is I need some context for a gigawatt. Like how much is a gigawatt? A thousand megawatts. Right, but like in terms of Have you ever seen Back to the Future? Yes. Yeah. You need 1.21 gigawatts to power the flux capacitor. G- gigawatts or gigawatts? It's gigawatts, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. It's okay. Um I wouldn't have even blinked at gigawatts because the science in that movie is questionable. But um but no, like how it's much It's a bolt of lightning. What's the I'm kidding. How much is a, how much does very, that very frightening. mean for a regular person? Like how much does a regular household do or how much does a city use or just like some scale like 7 gigawatts like So if you're like looking at 1 gigawatt Realistically, could power three hundred thousand homes. Oh, okay. So it's so a lot. It's a lot of energy there. Seven gigawatts is a lot. Yes, it is. Um, and so, right, if you got it straight from the source, you're probably looking at maybe seven hundred fifty thousand homes. But obviously, you have to account for transmission loss and things like that. So probably right around three hundred thousand homes per gigawatt. Okay. So to do the math, uh, eight point three Energy Partners currently generates enough electricity to power about two hundred thousand homes. Two thirds of that. Fair enough. Okay, it's so all from I, the sun. I just needed some context. Yeah, yeah. So um, I don't know how many homes there are globally, but uh, <laughs> 57 gigawatts. Do some math here. Is over. I don't know. Is that 1.5 million or a lot of a lot of homes? That's a lot of homes. Yeah, it's a lot of homes. <laughs> that's that's really impressive. Um, what was it? Um, I think when Warren Buffett installed his Iowa wind farm, and it, this is like, I mean, gosh, five, ten years ago now. Um, do not quote me, anybody. I think it was going to be enough electricity to power eight hundred thousand homes, and that is like the crawl space of my mind. I think that's the number. That's we won't hold it's you to that. Yeah. So windy in the Midwest. I yeah. just need, I just need a second to talk about this because I moved to Nebraska in like twenty twelve, and everyone's like, "Oh, it's going to be so cold." No one told me about the wind. Like <laughs> wind no one important. said anything to me because <laughs> you're out there to, in Lincoln, Nebraska. Right? I had to buy shorts to put underneath all my dresses because you never knew when it was going to get too windy. Um, it was crazy, crazy. Anyway, just in case you're thinking about moving to the Midwest, well, that please was, take that into account. That was the thrust of the argument of, um, I don't know if you heard about uh, it when you were out there, but in 2008, 2009, the, uh, the oil billionaire T. Boone Pickens, he had what we call the Pickens Plan. <laughs> yeah. And he wanted to install like a ton of wind turbines in the Midwest, and he talked about how we're the Saudi Arabia of wind. They are. And he showed this map of basically North Dakota or something all the way down to Oklahoma, yeah. and it's what you're talking about. Like, like there's, 
more wind in that corridor of the and United it's States than wind. yeah. Well, you just look at uh, just a few years ago, twelve states produced eighty percent of our wind energy in the United States. You're talking about Texas, Iowa. And then California, Oklahoma, Illinois, Kansas, Minnesota, Oregon, Colorado, Washington, North Dakota, and Wyoming. There you go. So pretty much the entire middle of the country, plus right. California. Yeah. It, it's Buy your shorts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that's in the summer. In the winter, it's ew, it's so bad. They have they have these things called runses there, and they do temperature Tuesdays. I don't know what happens when the temperature goes negative, which is pretty often. Um, where runses? Th- yeah, it's, it's, a, it's like a little Polish empanada. It did not sit well with me. I'll say that. Oh, I see. Um, but they, they sell you this runza for however, whatever the temperature is outside. So if it's 25 degrees, the runza is 25 cents. Oh, wow. Um, cool. Anyway, maybe if it was negative degrees and they were giving them away, I might I might take one. They'll pay you to eat not. it. They'll pay you to eat it. <laughs> um, but no, so um, what is Baker Hughes? You said that a few times. I have yep. no idea what they are. Uh, so Baker Hughes... Uh, is slash was the third largest energy, um, oil and gas equipment and services company behind Schlumberger, Halliburton, then Baker Hughes. Uh, like Halliburton, derives a little bit more than half of its revenue from North America, rest of it's internationally. Schlumberger is the opposite. It relies more heavily on the international market than North America. So that's another reason why I like this acquisition is because, in my mind, what you're going to see and what you are already seeing is North American land drilling has picked back up with the with some pretty decent ferocity uh, now that oil prices are back in the $45, dollars $55 range, um, and so I like that exposure. And especially if you look at the incoming administration, <coughs> excuse me, um, very favorable terms when they talk about fossil fuels. So I like the exposure that Baker Hughes gives General Electric to the North American land drilling market. We're talking about shale in Texas, Oklahoma, North Dakota. Um, We'll probably get into onshore in a few years, which GE does have some good expertise in the subsea market. So very, very well-rounded now that they're both together, or they're about to be together. Cool. Thank you. Yes. Question for you. Mm -hmm. Why is 8.3's yield so high? High yields make me very nervous because I come from the financial sector, and that means hinky accounting is going on. You're wise to be suspicious. Um, so it's actually uh, what is it's the unfair. Yield? It's seven point four percent. The reason is recently Sun Edison went bankrupt, and it has two yield co's. They had uh, Terraform Global and Terraform Power, mm-hmm. and things are not going well over there. Um, the yields on those are astronomically high, and it's because of the association with Sun Edison. It's like, okay, who owns these projects? What's going on? Everybody owes everybody else money. I mean, there are all the problems. So there is a sector overhang to the yield co's because some investors have gotten burned with that, and they're like, ah, I'm not going over to 8.3 energy water. That's not happening. Um, fortunately, um, it is jointly owned by these two companies. So you can imagine a scenario where, let's just pretend that one of them goes bankrupt, the other one will more than likely be around to kind of keep things going, keep it funded, buy the stake in the other one. Because Sun Edison's going through bankruptcy, and the ownership of these yield codes, the part ownership, I should say, of Terraform Global and Terraform Power, um, that's in bankruptcy court. So that just tosses all kinds of questions up in the air, and nobody wants to touch them. So, listeners, I think that one of the things that Sean the thing that Sean is getting at here is that when a stock's price goes down, its dividend yield goes up. 
So when there's problems with the stock, even if it's not fair, even if it's just like the economy in general, the dividend is going to go up. So it's up to you to decide whether or not the stock itself is safe. Right. Um, interesting. Okay. Um, question for you again. Um, is to Sean. <laughs> to Sean. 8.3 Energy Partners, are they only doing American stuff? Is there any international exposure? They are just the United States right now. Um, yeah, I'm done. Oh, okay. Yeah. Excellent. All right. There um, are no current plans to expand internationally. Um, when you, I think there's plenty of room for growth here in the United States. Um, anytime you go international, it's like, okay, now I got to bribe a politician. I got to contract it out with a utility I've never talked to before. It's, you got to worry about owning solar panels in less stable countries sometimes. That's totally We're fair. Fine here. Yeah. I'm, I'm just curious. Um, so, Taylor, GE. GE is not just in the energy space. Correct. They've got a lot of other stuff going on. They've got GE Capital, which we talk about occasionally on the financial show. They've mm-hmm. got all sorts of other stuff. Yeah, healthcare. Um, healthcare, yeah. exactly. Yeah. So, for you, is that like one of the perks, or do you, do you really know anything about that side of the business? Or uh, um, I don't this... know as much, but yeah, I mean, it is a nice little perk because... Uh, you've got some some hedging there, not only within the energy space with renewables and fossil fuels, but also um, economic growth around the world on the industrial side, then advancements in healthcare as well. Um, I, I I don't know much about GE Finance as much as I might should, but uh, we can talk later. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> you can pit, you can pitch GE back to me from a different perspective. Love it. Actually, that would be fun. Then we could get uh, Christine in here for the healthcare and all, angle. Yeah, an all GE show. <laughs> all fact, GE yeah, all could, the time. We could all come on the show and talk about General Electric. We'll have to leave the, the consumer goods folks out of it, but tech could hop on too. What could they? The internet of things. Yeah. Um, really quick, Taylor, I was just curious. Um, is GE's only competition for the wind turbine Siemens, or what, what's the deal there? Uh, there's other competition, not always publicly traded though. Right? But yeah, they're not. Yeah. They're not. The, there's not only two companies in the world producing wind turbine. Yeah. Uh, supplies. Yeah. Cool. So, do you guys have any other questions for each other? <sighs> not really, man. No, I'm good. Pitched it pretty well. Which one are you going to buy? Are you going to buy both of them? Um, I I need to go and do some more research uh, on my own, that's right? Fair. Because GE is pretty complicated and 8.3 is a business structure that I'm unfamiliar with so as with all the other show uh, shows we've done this week I'm going to go home do a little bit more research now that I have a couple That's fair. pitches smart our listeners should do the same thing exactly Much more you know research. we both should have done take is, us uh, at our word you know what we should have done is we both should have picked gold <laughs> <laughs> no way i stay far far away from the miners um just a quick little note i looked up there's 125 126 million home, households in the united states so that 57 gigawatts of energy that GE has installed globally from renewable sources could power a little over 10% of those. That's beautiful. It pretty brings impressive. a tear to my eye. That, I mean, that's pretty awesome, right? This is such a feel good show. You're, except you for got all that the. Right. Don't you feel all optimistic about the future <laughs> of mankind? Um, no, so thank you guys very much. Um, the way that I've closed all the other shows is I've asked each person for a little bit of um, investing advice for beginners. So, uh, Sean, if you want to go first, I know you've already given one, but if you yeah. have any other nuggets of knowledge, I hate the word nuggets. I what did he already give? What did you already say? I missed it. Oh, God, what did I say? You said uh, make a bear case. Oh, make a bear case. Uh, like yeah, in yeah. Burr. 
invert sure. the thesis. Um, I'm going to say invest in what you know, and it's not going to be like a Buffety type of thing. I just know that um, the first stock I ever bought, and this thing went up a bunch and it was awesome, was uh, United States Gypsum Corporation. And I bought it because my dad was uh, finishing our basement when I was like 15. And I couldn't help but notice that all the drywall he was buying was USG sheetrock gypsum. You can find it at Home Depot. And it's one of those products. little son of a gun. Where, thank you. Um, it's one of those products where you go to Home Depot or Lowe's, two major competitors, and they both sell only one brand of uh, drywall, and it is USG sheetrock. So it was a nice little invest in what you know. I had faith, confidence. It went down after I bought it, but held on. And then the housing bubble happened, and it turned out well. Perfect. <laughs> All right, so mine, uh, I've, got, I've got two, or I have two. Um, readfool.com, great great free content <laughs> okay. there. Maybe oh even gosh. subscribe to a service or two. Um, but <laughs> also, facepalm. Also, <laughs> it's not like they pay us to say stuff like this. <laughs> create a watch list for yourself so you can keep track of stocks. That's a good one. Um, can, you, can you create the watch list on fool.com, Taylor? Uh, I believe you can. Oh, boy. I, I, yeah. I haven't. I use Google Finance. And so when he says, I Not quite as can. much of a homer he as... He means yes. Yes, <laughs> yes you can. <laughs> not quite as much of a homer as I might have just led on to be, but uh, yeah, create a watch list. What, generally, what I'll do is I'll you know add a stock where you can simulate buying one share. So that way, I, if the stock drops a lot, I can buy another share to see how it might rebound or see if it continues to drop. So you kind of dollar cost or average your watch list even just to see how the stock's performing over time so that maybe you don't add it to your watch list at the high and then you're like, oh, this stock crashed. I need to buy it. Maybe it was just a little overvalued um, and now it's fairly valued. Or maybe if you add it to your watch list at the bottom and then it skyrockets, you're like, oh, it's way too overpriced. Look at how the watch list I missed out. You might not have missed out. Maybe the market's just finally catching up to it. So, don't just add it and leave it. Dollar cost. You can dollar cost average just like you should in your regular portfolio. Um, I believe, anyways, into your watch list. Cool. Excellent advice. Uh, Thank you guys so much. Do you, uh, you bet. Thank you for joining us. Yeah, on the show, absolutely. Gabby. Pleasure. Do you have another disclosure you need to read? No. Good? Cool. It's your turn to read. I'm going to do one now. <laughs> yeah. Can I? Yeah. Um, that is, if you have not guessed, it for us, folks. Be sure and tune in tomorrow for the technology show. And if you're a lawyer or listener and have questions or comments, we would love to hear from you. Just email us at industryfocus at fool.com. Once again, that is industryfocus at fool.com. As always, people in this program may have interest in the stocks they talk about, and The Motley Fool may have formal recommendations for or against those stocks. So don't buy or sell anything based solely on what you hear on this program. For Taylor Markman and Gabby LaPera, I am Sean O'Reilly. Thanks for listening, and Fool on. Oh, and thanks, Austin. We love you, Austin.